Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Black Country Ramble. After a week off and a few weeks joined by guests, we are back to our usual format of myself and staunch Wolves fan at JB. JB, how are you? I'm good, mate. Not too bad. Um, sort of feeling a little bit mixed after uh, Wednesday's game, uh, sorry, Monday's game um, in terms of the results and the performance. So I know we're going to sort of get into that eventually. But yeah, no, I'm all right, mate. Not too bad yourself. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. It's um, bizarre sitting here having scored five. It's even more <laughs> did, bizarre. Did not think we'd be sitting here having this conversation. Know, yeah. Even more bizarre having scored five against Chelsea, which anybody listening will know. Um, West Bromwich Albion five, Chelsea two has to be the most bizarre scoreline of the season, which we will get into. However, as is customary, um, I have a trivia question for you, JB. You proposed one to me and uh, Beza last week, um, and the answer was... Oh, the question was yeah, about yeah. which two Spanish managers have won the League Cup, and me and Beza got that between us. This week, my question for you, and you might need a couple of clues because it's a little bit obscure. Okay. We All might right. get it straight away. Yeah. Which Premier League striker... Has hit the woodwork oh. more than any other. <laughs> this is all time. That's unbelievable. This is all time. Which Premier League striker has hit the woodwork more than any other? See, log- logic to me says you'd expect it to be uh, a striker that's sort of played in the Premier League for a long, long time. But then you, it could be to be a bit of a trick one where sort of a player's just been genuinely unlucky, who kind of hasn't particularly played as many games as somebody else. Do you want your first clue? I've got yeah, I've got to have clues for that one. It's continental. It is not an English striker. Okay. That's your first clue. We'll come back to it later. It doesn't narrow it down, but... It, but well, it narrows it doesn't, down massively. It, it does, but not really in the context of things. But yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This week, um, for the first time ever with the Black Country Ramble, abided by all COVID rules, we are actually in person, which is very, very it, unusual. It is. But if uh, we're at any point we're throwing off our flow, it's because we're staring at a blank laptop <laughs> instead of each other, um, which is going to take some getting used to. Uh, who, who knew it would be so difficult to have a conversation? I know, it's been used to this sort of um, technological age where we're not used to actually doing things together. But it is actually really good sitting out to be able to look, <laughs> in, look into your eyes in a non-romantic sense for the listener. Um, and, no, and, you know... Or a romantic sense. You take this podcast however you want to take this podcast. <laughs> but um, exactly, no romantic sense on our side. No. But it's just, just good, maybe a little bit of normality of actually yeah. being able to... Maybe a little bit of romance. On, Absolutely. On this, so, you, know, you, you take what you want Strange from this Strange things have happened by the weekend, yeah. which is what yeah. we're going to get into. <laughs> Absolutely. And where better to start with that result coming at this stage of the season, the overwhelming feeling really is annoying, annoyance. Uh, yeah. I cannot believe yeah. that's happened now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, it wouldn't be fair to to the players, to the manager, to not talk about how good it was in isolation. We have, we've we've seen this every week, rock up and try and protect almost a a nil-nil every single week in the hope that that will, uh, that defensive solidity will keep us up. Sam Adice has spoken at length about how we need to keep X amount of clean sheets to stay in the league. But we didn't keep a clean sheet but we got three points yeah. and it's very much against the blueprint of, of Sam Allardyce's West Bromwich Albion, but it was yeah. a, a joy to watch five wonderful goals um, five really, really important goals. It, Cause Pereira, there's all this talk about, is he leaving at the end of the season? What yeah, would the yeah. club accept? And he's come, he's turned up on Saturday and he's come up trumps. He scored twice in by the end, ended his goal draft. Yeah, Callum yeah. Robinson's shown his worth to the manager all round fantastic performance yeah. 
but there are flashpoints which led to us being able to score five goals, namely them going down to 10 men. And yeah. I, I do want to start here. What did you make of the red card? Oh, yeah. This is really me sitting on the fence here, and I know it's difficult. When I first saw it, I was like, no, it's, it's not second yellow. It's not. He, he can see he's gone to turn. Yeah. To, he, he, he hasn't gone to tackle. He's gone to block the shot. Agreed. Yeah. But the way that the way that he's done it is turned himself into a tackle. Yeah, and it's made it it's made it's looked a lot worse than what it is. That's what I think that that's that's why the yellow card's been given because he's gone off the floor, he's sort of he's almost dived into the block. If yeah. that made rather than sort of like putting his hands by his sides, which is what the right thing to do with all the handball rules at the moment, yeah. and sort of then almost like turning himself, he's threw himself into it. Yeah, yeah. And then that's left him open to interpretation of of, of what it was. So at first I was like, I don't think the intent was there for the tackle. So it was a bit harsh, but I can see why it was given. Yeah. And and now that doesn't really clarify it from my perspective, no, but it, it's just, it, I can see from both sides. No, me too. So in, initially when it happened, uh, and this is fresh off the back of them scoring that rebounded free kick and yeah. all of a sudden you think, here we go again. So yeah, yeah. It, it was a very hectic point in the game. And, and immediately I'm thinking, Oh well, that's going to get overturned. He's not even tackled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just thrown himself. But the more, and I, I thought, you know, I'd be livid if that was an album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, the more I watched it, I thought, that's so careless. That, he, it, he, he, scissors, was, he scissors. He, he scissors the. It's his technique. Yeah, you can't go diving in like that. No, no. And I'm, I'm with you that it's not a tackle, and it, it wasn't. I think it's one of them where I think if it had gone, if it had gone against the Albion, we'd have probably sat here. And you'd have probably been leaning a little bit more towards yeah, going, oh, it's a bit harsh, yeah. but it could. But when it's against you, you probably look at it, and it's one of those. That's what I mean. You can really look at it either way. And I was the same. I watched it on the, like I said, I watched the whole game. It was a great game to watch. And I looked at it, I was like, he's, that's a block. But then it, you know, you look at it more, you think, why has he done why that? Has he done why it, has yeah. he done it? Why hasn't he? Because you, you can try and block a shot without jumping three foot God, off the he, ground. He leaves, yeah, exactly. You know, he's, the, he's left the ground and, yeah. he, and the momentum takes him into... Yukushli. Was he lucky Yukushli, yeah. was it? Who, you know, who had his blushes spared, really, because he'd spooned a left-footed shot miles out yeah, of the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he gets cleaned gone. out. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, if he could have just stood his ground, put his hands down the side, turned his back, and then, you know, you can sort of jump off the floor a little bit. You yeah. don't have to, like, literally, as you say, scissor him. He did, yeah, but he's, he's really, gone. really silly. I'm and and I, I, if there was a Chelsea fan, I'm sure they'd be arguing the other side of the coin. I'm sitting here as a neutral as, as such, and I can see if it hadn't been given, I could have, I could have probably argued that point, but I can see why it was given. Um, it was just a, for someone of his experience, it was really, really stupid. Um, and yeah, and, and yeah, the game did pivot on it. Yeah, it did. But as I said to you, I felt even before that Chelsea weren't really at the races. I felt like Albion looked pretty comfortable. Yeah. Um, I always felt like even when you, even when Chelsea won the up, I was like, it didn't look like they were going to get get you know, they were going to canter away with it. They just felt like they, they weren't quite there. Um, and yeah, of course, listen, the red card changes everything, doesn't it? And it and, 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 and as me and you spoke at length over the weekend about it. For me, I've never seen a game where a team going out to 10 men, they do not adapt or do not change something to enable them to at least get to half time yeah. at 1-0 
make a couple of subs or tweak the formation and just go right. I mean, difficult 45 minutes. They're going to come at us. But literally, it was almost like the pitch doubled in size for Albion. It was crazy. Every time Albion picked up the ball in the in the in the middle third, in their in their side of the attacking third, if that makes sense, the, 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 the attacking side of the middle third for them. It was like the pitch doubled in size. Yeah. I've never known a team have so much space. It, it, it was, was crazy. It was weird because when you're playing a back five or a back three, however you want to dress yeah, it yeah, up, yeah. and one of your centre-backs getting sent off, the easy solution is, okay, go to back four. Yeah. You have to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't. And on commentary, Glenn Hoddle said it repeatedly, and it, eventually they did. And uh, Thomas Tuchel came out afterwards and said his players didn't adapt. And I, I'm sat there thinking... What no. did you do what as did a coach? You do? Yeah. yeah you, How did you try to adapt to that situation? You didn't call you cup, you didn't you didn't call someone across and go, right, we're doing this, this, this. There was no leadership there. I think Thomas Turk was correct. You've seen what he said in the media, you've seen, you've seen what he said in the media over the last few days about how that game could play 99 times again and it would never happen again. And all sour grapes. It, it, it is, it is. I think he knows he's fucked, he's fucked it. Yeah. He, he, he knows he will look back on the game and knows that he fucked it. Whether or not he underestimated Albion. And thought they'd have enough to keep the same formation and just and just do it. There maybe was an element of um, uh, what's the word I'm after? Not so much disrespect, but um, complacency. 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 Yeah. That's the word I'm after. Complacency. Yeah. Is an element of that. He's probably looking back on that and thinking, oh, "I'm massively fucked up, and I've got to kind of cut my tracks a bit here." But it doesn't yeah. matter. Listen, we, we can talk about Chelsea's lack of adaptation and Thomas Tuchel's um, decision making, but ultimately, Albion were. Far superior from for ninety percent of that game. Yeah, they were they were yeah. excellent. Um, every goal was was clinical. Yeah, every player looked 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 the, the part. And it, yeah, they were very very good. You know, even, even when even on the attacks when when you did, Narvin didn't score. Every time I was watching that game, it was one of those games. It doesn't, it doesn't happen very often. But every time you went forward, it like you were going to score. Yeah, absolutely. Literally. Yeah, I mean, we we could we could have had more than five. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it, the the interesting just following on from Thomas Tuchel yeah, not yeah. adapting it. it that I I feel the red card fair enough. It happens um, midway through through the first half. It's a difficult time maybe to adapt to that. Um, but Albion themselves had to adapt because obviously O'Shea has gone off with an injury. Yeah, yeah. Um, as someone affectionately referred to him online, and this made me laugh so much, I, I will find who it is and credit them. Um, Brandad came on, Slavovic <laughs> 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 just come oh, on. It's, and let's make no bones about it at 1 0, and Chelsea has gone down to 10 men. If they score, then Albion don't get back into the game. Yeah. He keeps pace with Timo Werner, yeah. it's generous use keeps pace, but he does enough. He does enough. He does enough. Yeah. Um, and he shrugs Timo Werner off the ball, his hamstring goes. And in that moment, Sam Allardyce made a decision. Do we bring on Lee Peltier and stick to what we've got, stick to our, our formation, or do we now see this as an opportunity to adapt? And that's what Thomas Tuchel didn't do. Yeah, Maybe yeah. not so much an opportunity, but a necessity to adapt from yeah, a Chelsea yeah. point of view, whereas Allardyce has seen that and gone, right, they clearly aren't going to change from their yeah, back three. Yeah. How can we exploit that? And they did. And, Al- and Albion were phenomenal. All the things you've been saying. Yeah. Like, look, we had so much space. It looked like we were going to score every time we went forward. It was brilliant. And it looked like a confident team. But there's, there's this niggle that it's coming now at this stage of the season, which I alluded to earlier. And has that performance come because the pressure's off? Because Have they given up? Or is it the other side of the coin where it's, it's a fighting performance and they truly believe they've got a chance? If we go back... 
I, I take the notion that the, that maybe there is there is there's an, there's an argument to the, the the no pressure situation. Yeah. But if we're honest on this podcast, and we look back on since since maybe the Wolves podcast, yeah, maybe the week before, maybe the Wolf podcast. Every week we've spoke about some some Allardyce in the Albion, and we spoke about how they have you have improved mm-hmm. week on week and week on week. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. been obviously been a couple of disappointments, disappointments with, in between. With Sheffield United and Fulham. Yeah, yeah. Aside but from generally, that, you, yeah. Can, you can see what Sam has tried to implement. Yeah. It's been an upward trajectory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, listen, 5 2 is a crazy scoreline. That game probably wouldn't happen again in 99 games, possibly. But is, is that actually something that you were building up to? Yeah. What? Forget the. Do you know what I mean? If, no, if you no, go on, no. if you go on our trajectory and how we spoke on this podcast, maybe that's something yeah. they're building up to. You know, and and, and you know, I look it's fully deserved. Oh, it's a funny one. It's funny because the day after, obviously, I was training on 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 the Sunday morning with my Sunday morning team, and it, it's majority Albion and Villa fans. My Sunday morning team is. So I was talking to the, the Albion fans, and obviously, there was a bit of banter flying around them about how good they were, and kind of the 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 the, the sort of general perception, the general sort of. Out, outcome of, of what happened on, on the on the on the after the game was like oh well I think we'll, we'll lose to Southampton anyway you know that, that's that's what we're that's what we're going to do you know we'll, we'll go and, and, and every single Albion fan at training that day said exactly the same thing yeah. where that was an element of sort of guard up to sort of in case you do lose and you go oh, we told you so anyway where that was genuinely what the Albion fans feel that that kind of you, you're capable of, of a kind of performance like this in the week after when you play a sort of a more in inverted commas for the purpose of the listener, average team, yeah. you know, you're not able to raise it as much. I don't know. It's, it's a really funny one for me. That has been an upward trajectory. You have been getting a bit, been getting better week on week. Um, have you got an opportunity now to, how many times have you said, every time you've, you've, well, won, every time you've won a game, we've had this conversation. I mean, which which past, hasn't happened very often. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but we have, we have, to yeah. meet, you know, every time when you beat us, um, when you beat, uh, who was the last one you had? Um, I can't forget blank. Brighton. Brighton, yeah, after the Brighton game, we've said, you know, this is a, this potentially a springboard to, to, to kick on. Yeah. And it the result and the results went your way this weekend. For the first time. For the first time, time, the yeah. results went your way. At one point, you look like Fulham were going to beat Villa. Yeah. Villa absolutely turned that around out of nowhere. Um, because Fulham were dominant. Fulham, yeah. Fulham were excellent, and then all of a sudden they just capitulated. Um, yeah, okay, Newcastle got a point against Spurs, but it, it's a point. You know, you, you've you've gained ground on both of those teams. Um, lay on in the pod, as we will allude to, you know. Gain ground on you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, we're slightly being sucked into it. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's, listen, it's a springboard. You know, if you do, you know, if, again, it's all ifs and buts, if Wolves do beat Fulham on Friday night, and that's a massive if, by the way, you know, and then you do go on and beat Southampton. I'm not sure Newcastle have got. I haven't done my research top of my head. No, I don't know. Um, we'll, I'll have a look while yeah. we're talking. But you know, if again another weekend's worth of results go your way, um, sorry, I'm just looking at Newcastle have got. They got they got Burnley away. Yeah. Oh, that's well, that's massive. Yeah, that's absolutely huge. That's, that's Burnley essentially safe if they win that. And Newcastle right in the mire with their yeah. result there. Yeah, so another weekend of results are going your favour. That 10-point gap is suddenly five, six, yeah. give or take, maybe. Well, we, we, at the moment, we are... How many? We, we are... I should have just left that, left that on me for that, yeah, shouldn't I? Let me just get the tie up. So, off Newcastle. So, with the goal difference, it will be eight. 
I know, but the goal no, difference goal is nine. nine. Okay, yeah, so, so, so you're, nine. you're five points off Fulham, six with goal difference. You're on eight points off Newcastle, nine with goal difference. Yeah. Brighton and Burnley, you would think, have got enough to pull away. Well, if we're going to stay up, it's going to be at the expense of Fulham and Newcastle. Wolves, Wolves are floating in the periphery. But listen, you know, what I'm trying to say is you look at that league table there, if, if, if and again, it's all ifs and buts, but if Wolves beat Fulham, Burnley beat Newcastle, you beat Southampton, suddenly you're within 24, 5, 6 points with goal difference. Yeah. Still a massive pass. That, that's still two wins and a draw you've got to turn around in your last seven games. That's 50% yeah. of your games. You've got to trump Newcastle's results. Yeah. But, listen, it gives you something to go at. You know, and... and listen, We've also got a game in hand on Fulham now. See, see yeah, exactly. See, in that, that, that then takes you within... Well, if we win that, we're sorry, in, within two. Yeah, we're two points off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, listen, it's given you... In terms of you could not have asked for a better weekend. No. You could not have asked for a better weekend. Even you know. the goal difference a bit of good as well. A little bit. <laughs> winning by three you goals. You know what's funny though? When you when, when I read the result, when, when obviously when I seen the result, when obviously I was watching the game, but when I looked, I thought, oh, I wonder what that was their goal difference. And I forgot actually how poor your goal difference was. <laughs> to be Sheffield United is worse than ours <laughs> now, at least. I know, I know, yeah. How, I don't know how anyone's ever got a worse one than us. There, there, there God, go. God bless them. But, um, yeah. but listen, it was a fantastic weekend for Albion. Every, as I said to you, everything that touched seemed to turn to gold during that game. You looked good. It gives you a real springboard. Listen, every game between now and the season is massive. Every game is tough. Yeah. You know, Southampton are no more chance come up the league to Burnley. Not many, oh, not, not many, not many teams come from Tunnel yeah. Down to beat to beat Burnley. Um that will be a difficult game. But I tell you what, I'll, I'll be potentially going, you know. First favourites potentially for me, for that, you know, yeah, it's, it's toss of a coin with Southampton, I think, really. But Which one turns up? Yeah, so there's, there's something, there's a point I want to make, and it, this has been a theme all season, and it's about not being able to let you know, let demons lie or the, or the kind of thing with, with Albion. And they came up on a real lull, they oh. crept over the line and they really struggled. Then, giving away the three goalie against Chelsea early in the season, and then all of a sudden. You can't buy a win. And then how long is it going to be before you win? And when yeah, we yeah. eventually did win, and this is no disrespect to Sheffield United, but they were bottom. It's only Sheffield United. Yeah. Then we beat Wolves in the derby. Yeah. But we had two penalties and Wolves didn't turn up. Yeah. And at the end I of the day, yeah. you've only beat Wolves. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But not in the context yeah, yeah, of the yeah, season. Yeah. Then we played Brighton, where there was a referee in Howler. Yeah. We were... Okay, pretty organised, but yeah. we're not the better side that yeah, day. Yeah. And you've only beaten Brighton. Yeah. All of a sudden, we've beaten Chelsea and we've we've scored five against yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, this yeah. is not just we've turned up and we've been outdone on, a, you know, we've won by a penalty or two, mm. or we've been battered in the XG or anything, which Thomas Tuchel was going on about. There was less than a goal in it. That's yeah. not how you should read into XG. But yeah. anyway, this... This does have the potential to be a springboard because we go into games against the likes of Southampton or we've still got Villa to play and we've got the likes of, well, Wolves, obviously. Yeah, and then I know we've got to play Liverpool as well. Um, I think we've got to play Leicester as well. There's some big, big teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of them are so difficult yeah, that yeah. we'll be going into it saying oh well, we've got no chance yeah, because yeah, we sure. picked points up against City Liverpool we've beaten Chelsea we've taken yeah, points yeah. off Man United and I tweeted this the other day we've picked up more points per game against the big six than we have the other 13 yeah, so that's yeah. insane which, which, which is very reminiscent I, I mean I couldn't tell you I, I, it doesn't seem like PPG was a thing to be honest with you when um, 
when when I was working at Wolves and you know but I'm sure our P, our PPG the seasons that we stayed up would have been would have been would better have been against the yeah, absolutely because yeah. it was it was the wins against Chelsea and Man United and Arsenal things like that that, that would have kept us up that season yeah. but listen as I say I'm repeating myself a little bit but listen it was a fantastic weekend you played really well. It gives you a spirit. It gives you a little bit more. It gives you that. It drives that hope out a bit yeah. more, doesn't it? And it is different. It's not. You haven't just beaten Sheffield United or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or Wolves in William Turner oh. line. This is different. This, yeah. this is. And if we can carry confidence from this win in the way we've been able to lose confidence from big yeah, losses yeah. this season, then we could win next week. And I'm not. I'm not even beginning to entertain the notion of a staying up. Yeah, but will this be a, an improvement in form? Possibly. And if we were to beat Southampton, then you you've got no choice yeah, but yeah. to say, okay, how many points do we need? As it stands, I can't see it happening. Yeah, I can't see us getting anywhere near what it will take. And unless we turn up this weekend and it's a performance of the similar vein, we turn up and we batter Southampton, then you'll be looking at it thinking, well, I mean, it's, why it's, not? It's really interesting. I mean, I'm look, I'm just, I've just I'm just picked on Newcastle's fixtures. So Newcastle's remaining fixtures are Burnley on Sunday, and they've got West Ham. I say at home, but let's be honest, it doesn't really make a difference, does it? West Ham. Then they have got Liverpool, Arsenal, Leicester, Man City. Wow. They've got four, they're there, four games, one after the other. Then the last two games are Sheffield United and Fulham. Wow. So, I mean, that is unbelievable. The way those fixtures have fell, you've got got four games after their next two. After their next two, Burnley West Ham, you've got they've got four games where you're probably going to say they ain't going to pick up points. On the face, yeah, of it. yeah, yeah. Liverpool, yeah. Arsenal, Leicester, Man City. On the face, maybe Arsenal mm. a point. Who knows? On the face of it, four ga- out of their last eight games, they ain't getting points out of four. That's what you. Yeah, that's yeah, what you yeah. would assume. Yeah. The last two games are Sheffield United and Fulham. The fact that they play Fulham on the last last day, day of the season. So that means at least, you know, they can't both win from an Albion. Yeah, 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 yeah. And one of them. You know, best case scenario is a draw for us. In theory, depending yeah, yeah. on the day, it might be different. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. But that, that could either go really against Albion or really in Albion's fate. That's going to be a really it's, interesting It's, it's really scenario. interesting, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's really I can't interesting. Time that's happened when two teams trying to stay up have faced each other on the last day of the season. I don't, I don't remember there's, that. There's got to be. I mean, if I just well, I'm it, sure it has happened, but that's. This is definitely turned to like a relegation analysis sort of pod, but looking no, yeah. and then looking at Max, let's just. I see, I'm looking at Fulham's here. This is again really interesting. So Fulham's remaining fixtures are Wolves on Friday night, Arsenal, Chelsea, Burnley, Southampton, Man United, Newcastle. So again, on the face of it, you look at Fulham's remaining fixtures and you go, one, two. There's three there where you probably wouldn't expect them to pick up points. You know, then then, then they've got Burnley, Newcastle, then they've got Burnley, Newcastle, and then they've got Burnley, Newcastle, Southampton. Really, yeah, really mixed bag, but it's going to be interesting. And then, obviously, I'm guessing you're going to tell me what West Brom's yeah. remaining ones are. I mean, are. ours are Southampton this week, and yeah. then we've got Leicester yeah. away, like you said, doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. Away. then we've got the two derbies yeah. back to back, Villa and Wolves, yeah. Then we've got Arsenal, Liverpool, West Ham, and Leeds. Leeds. That is a horrible last six, yeah. The two, well, last seven, if you include Leicester, the last seven games there, we've got. Two, if I, if, if I was two a, of the current top four, yeah, we've got the champions, we've got Arsenal, we've got Leeds, who we have not been able to beat over the last yeah. couple of years, 
and we've got two derbies. Yeah, that is that's a tough one. That's a massive. That I mean, essentially, if I was a betting man, I think you, I think you only win from that's coming against the Wolves. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I um I looking at the fixtures, you can't see how we stay up. Uh, but it, it goes it, back to the point of making winning yeah. against Chelsea can have that effect sometimes you never know of course it does. but this Southampton game is absolutely huge for yeah. Albion because yeah. if we win that game we actually do still have a chance yeah. but if we were to lose that game you're looking at that last seven and you're thinking well where do we win one of those on on a, on a loving form? I can tell you where you've been. One of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a long time coming since you've been as a whole. Mate, I tell you what. Well, it's it's. <sighs> I think if we beat Southampton, you can't relegate us as well. So that would be yeah, that would yeah. be delightful. Yeah, it would be the final nail in the coffin for my <laughs> um, pride if I were to come on a podcast on the Monday yeah. following a game in the weekend where we've been relegated oh, by, no. by yeah. all. So I cannot, I cannot let that happen. Technical difficulties will get in the way of recording that <laughs> yeah. week. Um, no, but I think if we beat Southampton, that can't happen. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, okay. they have to, yeah, the, yeah. either way, that all, all they'll have to be a horrendous run of results and then yeah. kind of maybe via barring you winning every game 17-0 or something yeah, turning yeah. it around so like the, the games we would need to win just to finish our yeah. relegation chat really we have to beat Southampton Yeah, we have to beat Villa and Wolves so Fair there's enough. three wins then you've got to say we have to beat West Ham and Leeds so yeah. there's five wins there mm-hmm. um, that would be not picking up points necessarily against Leicester, Arsenal and Liverpool. Five wins is 15 points. If you add 15 points onto our current total of 21, then we're up to 36. 36 at the moment is seven points more than Newcastle have. So our Newcastle are going to take a point a game for the rest of the season. And, and we would have to win those five games that I've, I've circled there, which is probably not... When, happen, when you but put it like that, it's, that, it's, a, a, it's, a, mo- it's a monumental task. It's a, it's a monumental task. I feel like, I mean, this is how we started, really. It's almost like, it. forget your results in a way, if, and let's just, I mean, park Fulham for the... For, let me just have a look at... Let me just park, yeah, park Fulham. Even though I still think Fulham will finish yeah. above Newcastle, if you just park Fulham for the if Newcastle in reality win, win two out of the last eight... No matter what you do, give or take, it's it's, it's game set and match, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Um, well, we can, no, we can afford them to win two of them. Uh, really, if they win any more than that, then we yeah. Can. But that's based on you winning five out. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it, yeah. It, which it, which I don't think will happen. To be yeah. honest, I mean, I don't think we'll beat Villa. I don't think we'll. I don't think we'll beat Wolves. Sitting three weeks from the game, I can't see how we beat Wolves. Just, Pence. I mean, I know we're playing well. All of a sudden, the Wolves haven't won in five, but. I don't know. I just can't see it happening. I can't see us doing that again. However, we will have a big deep dive preview podcast on that. I'm yeah, sure in a few weeks. It'll be a massive week that yeah, way. Yeah. Will be, yeah. Really interesting, mate. Really interesting. Like Absolutely I said, it so, just gives yeah. us the opportunity to have this conversation because, yeah. again, if you got tucked by, by, if you got tucked by Chelsea, well, I'd have been know, looking for some throwback content, some, uh, yeah, yeah, some yeah. stuff to Remin- reminisce on the, yeah, the good yeah, old yeah. days. Some, some the, features to fill It just allows, it allows us to have these conversations go, actually, if this yeah. happens, that happens, there's a chance here. And then again, if the results go your way this weekend, we go, Jesus. Yeah. And we've been in this position before. Of course you have. Like, and it, 99% of the time when a team's in this position, they lose the next game, season's over. Yeah, yeah. But who knows? We'll come on to the Southampton game yeah, at the yeah. end. We'll, you know... Yeah. What will be, will be. Uh-huh. However, as the Wolves fans listening will know, and they're yeah. tearing the hair out right now, this <laughs> is not just a West Bromwich Albion podcast. It is also a Wolves podcast. Yeah, yeah. Now, JB, 
our game was a crazy game. Yeah. And I think maybe that might have overshadowed just how crazy the Wolves game was. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. What a game of football. Fabulous game. Fabulous game. Um, annoying and fabulous in yeah. equal measures. Yeah. Um, got to just get the, the West Ham. Listen, there's no excuse for, for the West Ham goals. You know, obviously there was this huge rave after the Lingard goal and it was all like, what a fight. And listen, he was. He's run, he's run the whole, he's run well, two thirds of the length of the yeah. pitch. Lovely finish past Patricia, a great goal. But that is wet beyond the ears defending for me, that is. You know, you, you know, there's, there's, there is, I know it's about still images and things like that, but there is a, there is a still image that's going around doing the rounds where there's literally five or six Wolves players <laughs> around. And it's like, one of you just take him out and take the yellow card. Yeah. Score, that stuff you learn in, in, in high school. Yeah. If your team's being caught on the break, take one for the team. The thing take, is, it's not even somebody has to take a yellow card there. Nobody tries to nobody, put you know, nobody tries to put a foot in. To even win the ball. I mean, I mean, I mean th- there's a meme that went round of Roger Johnson when he was on loan from Wolves to West Ham. West Ham are playing Man City, and he's literally not just the, the Man City. I think it might be Aguero with the ball, maybe I'm yeah. not sure. And he's just literally just backtracking back to yeah, like Roadrunner. Road road yeah. that, that's what our backline did. Yeah. And even when Jesse got went, I mean, Den Donker was in was in art was was within half a foot of him. Yeah. Just clip his ankle. Just didn't try and tackle. Didn't even try. Yeah. He like backed just the most frustrating, annoying goal to give away and it was look it was a lovely finish but it was just frustrating the second goal again to give Lingard the space to keep it in play when it's about to go out and not even closing down oh, yeah, sorry, people comparing that to that Dimitar Berbatov assist no, like, Ling, Lingard has taken a chance there and the Wolves I, I can't remember who that was is it Saiz again or Dendonka who goes to meet him take him out yeah. just give away the free kick yeah, no, what are you doing honestly mate just so frustrating to watch it was almost at the point where I just I went. This is I didn't even know if it was like real. It was it was yeah. weird. And then again, Antonio came off, which is probably a godsend to be honest, because he was bullying the last fan. He's bullied out. Yeah, he, he does. Well. He, he's had a fantastic season. Yeah. And then, but then when Boeing come on, and I can actually show you the message that I sent Esso. I, I literally messaged Esso. Top um, and I'll just try and get it up quickly while while, while we're talking wherever Esso is. I'm sure we'll be listening. Um, where are we? There we are. I, I literally, Boeing come on, and then I sent SO a message saying Boeing gonna run us ragged by the way. <laughs> literally within a, within about two minutes, yeah. um, he, he's banged on again. Good finish, but should we be beating Patricia at the near post there for me? It's a bit like the Fabio Silva one in the second half. I think the Wolves. I think the from a Wolves point of view, it's a great finish. From a West Ham point of view, it'd be a bit disappointing. See, I, I, see, I, I will have to disagree. I think for me, that's going across the keeper, which is really as yeah. a striker, you are you are you are trained to 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 to, to shoot across a keeper because he's so yeah, difficult. Yeah, yeah. Whereas when when you are, when Patricia is on his near post, it's not there's even a gap. Yeah, and that's yeah, happened yeah. a few times. So it does sort of show this yeah. year. I do I do think with the Fabio Silva one though, he's got yeah. You are obviously you're trained yeah, to yeah. go across, but goalkeepers know that. Fabio Silva has no option but to go across him. So the point I was trying to make is Fabianski will, will watch that back and be like, why, why did he not just, just stick a foot out? There's no yeah. way he can beat me. Fa- Fabi- Fabianski, if, if Fabio Silva goes near post there, Fabianski saves it. That, that, yeah. that, that's, my, that's what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. When he's coming across you at pace. But, he's got, but my, my point is, the keeper knows Fabio Silva has zero option but to go across in there mm. and yet, and doesn't. And maybe that's why Patricio... Gets caught at the near post because he's got it's that, happened a that few kind of times this season. No, no, he's not. No. He's, he's, he's been caught out a couple of times. So all of a sudden, you're three 0 down. Yeah. And as I touched on with you before we started recording, I touched on with my old man earlier. 
apart from the goals, we actually played really, really well. Perfect. We well. played very well. The back four is the way to go with quality centre-halves because that just allows... Yeah, them. I do want to talk about that once you've done all yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah. But going forward and the way we are, we look completely different dimension to the way we are as a back three, back four, whichever you want to call it. I prefer, way prefers as a back four, way prefers as a back four with the right players. Um I mean, and, you know, and I'm like, even the guys, we, we, we were very, very good. We, we, we controlled the game. You know, not, you know, I don't like phone stats all the time. You know, 70% possession, 800-odd passes compared to their 320-odd shots and goal compared to their eight. Bloody, bloody, bloody. We were excellent. You know, Traore, fantastic assist for the goal. Good header by Dan Donker. Well, I've just got to congratulate Traore because yeah. that now takes him to a total of one, which is the same amount of assists as Sam Johnston. Yeah, absolutely, got absolutely. So it's a real, really And it's really good because that allowed him to go to the second highest player in Europe of chances created. Just hasn't had anybody to finish him for him. Yeah. So he's only behind, behind, yeah, second in Europe. That, that speaks volumes about the rest of your team. Exactly, Jack. exactly. So that's what I mean. Traore's had a lot of, listen, I've been one of his biggest critics for his decision-making, like the clout is infuriating to watch. But actually, he's created the second most chances in Europe, create, creating clear-cut chances. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, we've had some bloke from Saudi Dad, who apparently is a professional footballer, <laughs> and, and 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 young Fabio Blessing. I, I honestly, who, I mean, it's a bit of an easy, an easy <laughs> bit of analysis, yeah. but I think. He's almost too quick for everybody else, apart from Jimenez. He had this really good understanding with yeah, Jimenez, yeah, yeah. and almost he's a, he's too quick for everybody Absolutely. else. So yeah, yeah. People maybe aren't ready for the chances or whatever it Possibly. is. However, when he's creating those chances and Jimenez is in the team, they yeah, just look like different, different, different yeah. bravery. That, that that's where you hope is that Jimenez comes back and at least has a couple of games in the in the in the team where you know that understanding starts to click again. But yeah. listen, we got the goal before half time. So you're in at three one, and as soon as you got that goal at three one, you do think, hang on a second, there's a chance here. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, you've got the Neto and Jose miss between the pair of them. Yeah, uh, it's know, poor. That was like, you know, comical stuff, really poor. But then again, yeah, we quite second half and, and we look good. We, we, we're creating chances. We, 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 we're controlling the game. You know, Fabio Silva scores a good goal. Very good you goal. You know, a very good goal. What was that, the 67, 68th minute? There's plenty of time. There's now. plenty of time. And again, again, from then, we've carried on. We've, we've created chances. We haven't been clinical enough. And West Ham see the game out. On another day, you know, on another day, things could be different. The amount of things, the amount of times I had a lot of messages off, off fellow Wolves fans in on Twitter. And again, it's the same for every team. I have to bang that drum every week. Same for Albion. There'll be games where Albion could have the same argument. With a full house there, we don't lose that game. We do not lose that game with a full house. You know, 100% we don't. And I, 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 I stand by that 100%. But that's, that's irrelevant because every team's the same. Because we can go back to would Albion have thrown away their game against Chelsea yeah. with a full house all thoughts? Most likely not. Yeah, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. And, it, it, and it's just it's just different. We have not adapted to this. We, we look forlorn a little bit. We look, I just want this season over, to be honest with you, mate. It's just, yeah. it, it, I've got that feel. I, I was talking to my old man, so I'm, I'm finding it a real chore to kind of get up for watching the games and stuff I'm, because I'm struggling to watch them as well mate, I'm not, not sure for me to watch Wolves no and do you know what like, aside from the goals we, we played some nice stuff we looked yeah. okay listen again you know Bolly's out you know testing so he's out on Friday as well because he's, he's obviously got, yeah, he's got tested, really tested positive yeah. hasn't he you know Matinho's come back with an injury <clears throat> excuse me uh, from Portugal obviously it was lovely seeing Pudence back and that was managed Losing Johnny to another ACL is horrendous. Heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Same knee. Um, does he come back from that? I'm no physiotherapist, but I, I, I can't imagine there's many 
professional athletes that have come back from two ACLs within three months we, of, of coming. Well, it was less than that of coming back. How long has he been back? Six weeks? God. A month? Yeah. And he's out yeah. again, yeah. God, it's awful. And Paddy's like a completely innocuous challenge yeah, in training. That, yeah. But, um, and, and, and that, that, that could spell the end. I don't know. I'm not a physiotherapist. I'm not a medical expert, so I don't know. But I think in two ACLs, same thing. That, that's a difficult pill to blow. That leaves us exposed at left back because I'm, I'm, I'm eight Nuri, he looks okay with a couple of tricks going forward, but you put him up against a, a, you know, a decent winger or a decent attacking midfielder who drifts out wide, I'm not comfortable with him. You know, I, I was hoping to see Marcel back by the looks of it. He's not back anytime soon. He, he's, his injury record is, is awful. Um, it's just it's slightly... Like I said, for me, mate, it's just getting back to, just getting to the end of the season now. Getting, yeah. getting to the well, end of the season. Well, you've not got anything to play for apart from the derby, really, when you look at your fixtures as well. Not, no, nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing really. No. You know, there are, listen, Wolves fans, as we know, can be very sort of um, irrational and emotional at times. As, 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 as all can. fan bases can be. But obviously, you know, there, are, there is a lot of talk of, oh, crikey, it's a massive game on Friday and, you know, we could get dragged in. And I, I, do you know what? Yeah, we could get dragged into it. We, we, we listen, we could. We could. Yeah. Are we? I don't think so. <laughs> right? It's but it's no, 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 I know. So, you know, that, that, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's almost like saying Man City aren't going to win the league. Could it happen? Yes. Yeah, Will it happen? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, I'm not saying that's an. Well, somebody relative. tweeted, I think it was an Arsenal fan tweet. It's really memorable. Oh, I know, I know. It's funny. How, how Wolves 30? That's where they've lost every week. <laughs> and you think about it, and you're all thinking, where did the wins come from? Where did Wolves win these games? Because it seems like every week we talk about how they've lost and how, you know, we've had Harry on the podcast talking about Nuno out and whatever. And you are thinking, how do they pick up so many points? But that's the sign of a good team. They've been bad for a long, long time and they've still got plenty of points. That just yeah, pers- I know my, what you say. From, from the outside, five, five, it, just we've, we've, with we've won five in 23. We've won five in 23. Do many managers survive that? And this isn't me to write Nuno out, by the way. Yeah. I'm not getting into that conversation. I'm just saying five in 23. For me, that isn't good enough. That isn't with, with the squad that we've got. Injuries aside, that then exposes the, the recruitment, doesn't it, in terms of... Yeah. It's the first time I've heard that, actually. I didn't know it was five, five in 23. That's days. what I've read. I haven't, I haven't fact-checked yeah. that. So if anybody comes back and says that's untrue, I apologise. I've read that on a tweet yeah. somewhere. I haven't fact-checked it. But five in 23, apparently. It's not great form. The only positive I can take from it is the way that we did play outside of the West Ham goals was 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 positive, and the fact that we're not we're not getting battered or anything. If that makes sense, no, you know, we have at all. We have every game we, we've had a chance of winning. Yeah. Apart from when you when you know when you play Man City and the Tonku and stuff, yeah. but even Man City, we got back to one all amazingly with our first touch yeah. in there. But I mean, no, I think the only game that comes to mind is the Liverpool one. Yeah, oh yeah, of course, the four the four nil. I can't think of another time. Yeah, every game we've, we've been in that just exposes our lack of clin- clinical edge and, and 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 taking our chances and being ruthless. And there's different ways of being ruthless. One of them being taking your chances. The second one making fouls and making sort of nasty decisions when you have to be. And, and two of the West Ham goals. Well, three of them really. I'm probably being generous. Saying oh, yeah, two, all three yeah. really could have been avoided by just making by putting a foot in, putting a foot in it and making a making a, make a, taking a booking or taking one for the team. Well, you you mentioned earlier that the switch to the back, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the way forward. And yeah. I, I I think there's a lot made of when you change formation, yeah, particularly from a, a back three to a back four or yeah, vice yeah. versa. 
um, there's a lot said about team shape and a lot yeah. said about um, how you perform <laughs> as a team and your tactical setup. But there's also that, you know, your responsibilities as a player change. Yeah. They do. And it, if you've got your sweeper yeah. in Connor Cody yeah. normally, well, he knows exactly what he has to do. Yeah. Is he going to be the aggressor? Or is he going to stand off? Yeah. Is he going to drop off to be able yeah, to play yeah, his passage? Yeah, sure, sure. Each one of them will know their role. Uh-huh. And it looked like none of them knew it. That back six, not including the keeper. I so think, like the, the I, two I don't think we were playing back four. I, I, I don't think we were playing back four that game. I think we were playing five. And what absolutely and Johnny did his ACL the morning before. Oh, I'm with you, yeah. yeah and yeah. I think they shu- they yeah, shuffled yeah. the last minute. I th- I don't think they were playing back four. I think they're playing a five. Well, Bolly with his positive test probably and well so Dundonk could have played so, there. So yeah. Oh yeah, but Mut- yeah, it's okay. So Moutinho's out, Bolly's out. So you, two of the players who have to play if you're playing a back five and a midfield two can't play there. So there you go. And and, and jo- literally Bolly tested positive on the yeah. on the day of the game. Yeah. And then I think Johnny did his ACL on the sun, on the train on the Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And I think that back four was literally a bodge job. I do. Yeah. I, I well, it looked do. like it. It looked like they didn't like, know their own responsibilities. Yeah. But for me, I like the way that we are as a unit going forward. I, I like the with, well, with the quality. Me listen, too. Yeah. You, you, for me, the way forward, providing we keep the players, is you've got Nevers and a another. Yeah, in front of the back and, and that's the problem. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's Moutinho is not good enough defense. He's fine defensively. He gets tackles yeah, yeah. in. He's, he's, he's good. He gets about. He's, I'm not saying his legs have gone or anything like that, but he's not as physical a presence as you need if you're going to sacrifice one of your defenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't go from a back three central defenders to two central defenders and not have a. And this is just throwing a name out there because of how. Instrumental has been for us. You need an okay, your cush loop. Yeah, who's yeah. going to put the hard yards yeah, yeah, in? Sure, and sure. Really make a difference. We, listen, got we, we have been again. If, if you go back on Wolves fans tweets for years, even when we were, even when we, we finished seventh last year, we've literally when we got promoted, where the lad called Alfred and I yeah, <laughs> come, yeah. come on loan for us, and he was at Villarreal at the time, and I was really shocked we didn't sign him when we came up, and he was like this big powerhouse midfielder yeah. who would just do everything for you and, yeah. he, and he could come on for the last time he could start a game and just boss it for 90 or he could come on for half an hour and just just run around like a bad man just, just yeah, doing everything yeah, yeah. and it was brilliant and we haven't had that sort of Alfred Endai yeah. sort of style well, player Neves has traits of that Neves is very good without the ball but I feel like he needs somebody there who's going to do the hard the leg work for yeah, him to, to liberate him a little bit to and, let him play higher on and I think or I think I think early on I think the plan was probably for Den Donker to do that because yeah. Den Donker is a CDM yeah, as such yeah, yeah. you know he, he's, he's, he's a now the star for Belgium he's been fantastic for us the last couple of years he hasn't quite brought it to the table. He's looked a bit leggy and a bit cart horsey for me this year, then Donkers. He hasn't been great. And I think the plan was to have Nevers and then Donkers sitting as the two. And then you'd have Neto, Pedence, Traore, Jimenez. Yeah. Which for me is a phenomenal lineup. Yeah. Then Donker hasn't done it particularly for me. So I'm not quite sure where we go with that with, with that. Um, it hasn't quite worked. The issue is, mate, and listen, we every podcast from since. I remember saying it on one of our November podcasts. The problem is, Kieran, is that we are still, barring Bolly, we are still playing a, and I, I forget Samedo and Johnny, in terms of centre-halves, we're playing championship midfielders at centre-back. Because ultimately, when I say, I mean, Connor Cody came to us as a championship midfielder. Saeed so came to us in the championship as a midfielder. And they've been converted into centre-halves. Dunker as well. Then, in, a lot, in, yeah. in a sense, and, and we, yeah. we have not gone out apart from Bolly. And gone and got a top quality centre half, you know, 
And I'm not even saying going out and spending 30, 40 million. You know how, you know, you look you look at like, even like Sammy EJ, someone like that. I mean, that's just one that's not made because yeah, you're, yeah. you're sitting in front of me. But I'm sure if I had the time to think about other teams that have, that have signed good centre-halves for not crazy money. Soyuncu. I was just about to say yeah. Soyuncu. He, he wasn't particularly no, huge money. Probably, you look at the you look at the Southampton defenders Bednarek and Vestergaard. They yeah. just scouted well and brought in and we, quality. It's there, almost yeah. like we've never prioritised that. Yeah. And when you look at and the way of being exposed at the back of this year, how many goals have we considered offset pieces? How many times have we sat here, Kieran, and we've spoke about yeah. how soft centred yeah. walls have looked at the back? Yeah. And that's because we're playing Cody and Saiz centre half. I'll be honest with you, Kieran. Obviously, there's no body Saturday. Uh, sorry, Friday. A lot of it will depend as potentially if 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 Moutinho's back, he could he could get to the back three because then that allows then Don to drop back. back yeah. Then you've got Nuri and Samedo as your wing backs. You know, it, would that leave Nuri exposed a little bit too much it, it, if, he, if he has to bomb on so much? Yeah, it just you don't know. It, it's just we're just so soft centred in that back, and we have got and, and if. Full, full going on about the fact that we need we need a, we need a box to box midfielder. We need a number ten that can draw us four. We could do with another decent backup striker, mate. We need we need us we need some we need a, at least a quality centre half. At least. And unless it's going to be Dendonka, I think you need a central defensive midfielder as well, mate. Spot yeah. on, spot on. We, we need. Like I said, we made a joke about it. We was not last podcast. It was it the better podcast, wasn't it? Where we spoke about what would you do in the summer transfer window? Right. And we made we made a joke. And went, I said, it sounds like I want to overhaul the whole team. The whole team but it's yeah. also like we do need a position. We need a player in every position. We need we need Woody's Woody's going to Woody's going to go. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we need we need a keeper to challenge Patricia. We need a centre half, maybe times two. We need a CDM. We need a number ten, and we need a backup to Jimenez. We do, and that's fair enough. I'll be honest with you, mate. I, I can't see us doing it in the summer. Well, the, I mean, what, yes. what's come out, you know, the whispers online and it's come from Duncan Castle's Castles. podcast, who is very hot and cold with his transfer news. He's had some big stories broken over the years. And I feel like, uh, you know, that, you know, people bow down to that on football Twitter. We don't know how true it is. However, the story is that Wolves are willing to sell any of their prized assets to fund the summer moves. Yeah. And, it kind of makes sense. And we said this uh, on the last podcast for a team who for the last 18 months have been buy to sell. Why would that policy change? Yeah, sure. Moment? So sure. So you are looking at maybe losing a, I think they'd be mad to sell Pedro Neto, but you're looking at losing maybe a, a Neto or a true. A I, I wouldn't surprise me Trey Roy's being primed to go. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. Because I think I think a team will take a punt on him. I've had this conversation in the group chat today, literally just prior to us coming on air. Um, because what Kirko, shout out Kirko, was messaging me because he, he, he sent a screenshot of that Duncan Castle's um, quote. Yeah. And I've said, look, number one, he works for the Sun. Number two, he's very hot and cold. Number three, he was one that said him and Man United was a done deal, pretty much sign on the dot and all that sort of stuff. So he's very hot and cold, Duncan Castle's is. I always take what he says with a pinch of salt. However, however, you know, they spoke about Chiori and, and, and I said, listen, when he's on it, there is no player in world football like him. There isn't. I'm not saying he's the best player in world football. And I said, if he can go to a manager, a world-class manager that can get him to do what he can do for 75% of a game, his value is infinite. It is. It is. And 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 Kirk's response to me was, and I didn't respond to him, was, is there a manager that can do that? 
don't know. No, of course there is. Of course there is. Well, I don't, I don't know who. Wait, wait, wait. I think if Pep got Pep, his hands Pep, on it, look Pep got Pep's done with Sterling. Exactly. For example. Exactly. exactly. I think Traore. Exactly. I think. I think someone like Pep could absolutely turn Traore into something else. I think if you could put Traore in that Liverpool team as as like maybe a replacement for the, the likes of Mane. Troy is not as technically good, um, but he would facilitate that furious press that Liverpool built all their success on. And this, there are managers out there who can who do, could it, do that. It yeah. just, and the, the question would be, where's his value at now? Because we'd have cashed in last summer, his value was a hell of a lot He's higher than what it is now. Absolutely, year, yeah. absolutely. You know, so it all comes down to who's, for me, key is keeping Neves and Neto. Agreed. Them to a key. I don't think we'll keep Neto beyond next season, unless by some miracle we challenge for Europe and we get in Europe next season, which seems a million miles off at the moment. For me, if if, if we can get a club coming for, with, with a decent amount for Traore, and then that then allows us with it with it with the FFP being relaxed and wound down a little bit, that then allows a little bit of freedom. Um, and things like that. We've got a lot of assets out alone as well. You've got Rafa Mir, who's absolutely tearing up La Liga for one of the worst teams there. I think apparently Inter Milan are sniffing around him. Um, you know, get a little bit of cash for him. Um, who else we got? We've we've got we've got a couple of lads out alone on Portugal. If if um, the lad we let go, I can't think I'd say so it's gone gone says or something. The yeah, the one who's gonna be the new Fernandez. So we absolutely made him absolute made him dogs dinner out of selling him for what we did, but kind of like a big sell on fee for him and he's being linked to big clubs. So if, we, if you know, if we can get all that sort of money in the pot that then allows us to sort of kick on and expand and, and build, that'd be great. But I don't know, man. I think there's a lot of clubs that are going to have a shot this yeah, year. Like the COVID situation, yes. the yeah. pandemic, I think there's a lot of clubs that probably, apart from your Man Cities and your big, big clubs, money clubs, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of clubs that are going to have shocks this summer because this the, the income hasn't been there. Yeah, you well, know. We, we've lost we've lost twenty million this year, um, and we also pay. You know, we we haven't spent much on transfers. Yeah, we pay the <laughs> lowest in the league for agents. Fees. Yeah, yeah, we are a well-run club, yeah. and we've lost twenty million. Think how much other clubs are losing. I think our losses were thirty-seven, which which well, which, which isn't bad because. I think who who was it? Was it Leeds that we lost sixty five? Really? I'm sure it's Leeds wow. with sixty five. Wow. So we've been quite prudent in the, in in, the, in that respect. Um, and like I said, we don't know. There's something to be massive for a lot of teams, mate. Yeah. I can see us cashing in one of our assets. I, I, I don't think, think it, I don't think it'll be Neto. Yeah. I don't. Yes, there's elements which we're thinking for that, but I don't think it will be him. I don't think it'll be Neves. I just can't see Neves. He's just. I think it would have been him and Neves. I think he, not I think, injury, I think he'll be captain next year, Neves. I think yeah. he'll be captain because I, I, I think Cody might be phased out. Yeah. I, I do believe that. Well, um, I, I think it has to be Traore, and I think it will yeah. be Traore because he's only got one year left on his deal. There's been lots of talk around the fact that his agent wants more money. He hasn't signed that deal. I think it's been. I think Traore will go for somewhere between twenty and thirty. Yeah, I think so. I think between twenty, right, maybe, maybe maybe how Jota went for forty-five. Jota's still a better footballer than... 100%. Than and you have to yeah. look at what Klopp has done to me. You know? yeah, and listen, yeah. Jota was doing that, doing that for us yeah, was, yeah. Be, before last season. Mm. He had a bit of a wobble last season. But even in his last game, before the, the lockdown, when he did that, when he when he set up a goal for him and us, when we beat Spurs 3-2, yeah, so he, yeah. he knocked it over. I think it was Lucas Moore's head and made him look on Morgan. <laughs> it was brilliant. But yeah, I can see Trevor going for something like maybe 30 mil, which in terms of FFP money... And the way it's spread out allows you to then spend even more. Um, 
we'll see, mate. You know, it's going to be an interesting summer for sure either way. But for me, as much as I'd like to see us invest throughout the spine of the squad, it's got to be centre-backs for me, mate, because we, again, every pod we've spoke about it, we have been so soft-centred in that centre-off. And, and unfortunately, the Cody Saiz championship-style centre-half model has been exposed a lot yeah. this season, mate, and it needs to be improved on massively. Absolutely, absolutely. Massively. I mean, and that is something we'll revisit yeah, as, yeah, the, sure. as the transfer window looms, I'm sure. But, um, I mean, we've had a massive dive. Yeah, yeah, team for a very deep dive. Yeah. Uh, at this point in the podcast, I just do want to say to anybody listening, firstly, thank you for listening. And secondly, um, if you wouldn't mind giving us, an, giving us a rating wherever you get your podcasts, if that's Apple Podcasts, if that's on Podbean, where we are hosted, um, that would be fantastic. Um, and if you want to leave some review as well, that yeah. does mean a lot to us. And it really, really does help the podcast if you do give us a rating wherever you listen. So it's time to loop back to the trivia yeah. question from the start of the podcast. Now, your one and only clue so far was that the player who has hit the woodwork more than any other in the Premier League history is yeah. not English. Yeah. Where are you at with this? Okay. We did say striker. He's a striker. He's a striker. I've tried to think about someone that had a decent longevity within within the Premier League, someone who, as a striker, might have been on free kicks or penalties a lot, so there's a chance of woodwork hits like that. And there's loads, to be honest. Yeah, most of them. Do you want me to have, say, a name that's come up, and then if I'm wrong, and then give me another clip? Okay, so first of all, I'm going to say Zola. No. Okay. Slightly after that. Okay. Only just. Okay. Okay, so I need, I need so this is a player who I want to give you a clue that's not too obvious. Yeah, he sure. played for one of the established big four. Okay. And it was a big four at the time. Yeah, yeah, okay. And he's okay. Ooh, okay. Okay. Because he said at the time. Okay. Ooh. Give me another guess. Yeah, I'm in my loud. Three. Yeah, like three guesses. Three yeah, guesses. A better each time. Oh, okay. Thierry Henry. No. No. Your final clue is he did not just play for one of the big four. He played for two of the big four. Okay. And one, the second of those clubs was definitely as it was becoming a big six and not a big four. Oh, oh, okay. I was literally about to throw out a name there. So he's played for two of the established. So the big four, for anyone who's maybe yeah. new to football, yeah. the big four was always Man United, Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea. Yeah. And then Spurs and City have joined that. So it's somebody who's played for two, two of that once established big four. There's going to be people screaming at, 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 at this pod now. Because there aren't many strikers. Now, 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 you've, now you've opened that up. There's going to be people screaming at it. Um, okay. Berbatov. No. Oh, no, it would have been the other way around, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would have been he, the other way around. And just to clarify that clue, it is two of the big four. The, the previous oh, sorry, Rob. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. So, no, no Spurs include. So oh, I'll give you, sorry. I'll give you one right. more guess for you. Okay, okay, sorry. Okay. okay, I'll go with who I was going to say. As soon as I'll, I'll go with um, Van Persie. 
Nailed it. Yes. Nailed it. Very good. Yeah. I was going to say about players that then are stalled when, 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 you, when you mentioned the two into the, into the six. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. No, it was the big four. Very yeah. good. He has hit the post or the bar 44 times. Wow. I think second might have been Sergio Aguero, which I can quickly okay. check. But I, I just thought that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. 44 is a lot. Yeah, it is. So he's got 44. He's hit the, the post 44 times. Sergio Aguero got 34. So Robin Van Persie's miles ahead. Um, I wish I'd have said Van Perth before hit Berbatov now because I was going to say yeah. Van Perth and then I stalled. But no, no. Yeah. I mean, yes. the one the one thing I would say is looking at these, it does go back to early 2000s, but there aren't many names from the 90s on the official, this is the official Premier League yeah. app. So I don't know if those kind of stats were kept as sure. diligently as they are now. Yeah. However, the name that comes up when you look that stat up is Robin Van Persie. I'd be surprised if Shearer's not up there as well, but you know, I was just thinking more like yeah. penalties, free kicks. Yeah. That's Robin Van Persie is a great shout. Mate. Yeah, yeah nice shout. one, nice one. So we have two games to preview. Now yep. we've reviewed two games. Um, I'd like to stick with Wolves in yeah. keeping with the the conversation that we've been having. Yeah. And it is a big game that has a big bearing on Albion. Yeah. Obviously, massive game for your opponents, Fulham. Yeah. And as you know, speak speak all around. Mate. Yeah, people yeah. people have said it, it. It's big for Wolves if they yeah. were to lose it. And uh, I mean, I don't quite buy into that, but I'll yeah, we'll discuss it to entertain that notion anyway. Yeah. JB. What are your thoughts heading into that Fulham game on Friday night? Oh, it worries me. And, and do you know, and, and the, I'm not just saying that because of the way this season has gone and just how sort of wet beyond the ears we've been a little bit this season, but we've just struggled with Fulham. We always have. We, 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 yeah. we, just, we just always have. Yeah, we, we have as well, actually. Yeah, we just, we just yeah. always have. We haven't, we've never seemed to like play well against Fulham. I know every team has got like yeah, sort of yeah, a team yeah. that's on that, but we just haven't. I, I don't know if we didn't tell last time. Beautiful, I'm actually. I'm sure I don't. I don't. Even, I don't it. Possibly, I don't. I, I can't remember. Again, I will time I'll be screaming at the the the, 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 the pod, just telling me when it is. But yeah, it worries me purely because we are notoriously and always have done. Even with bullying the side, Mitrovic just seems, seems to bully us. Always as we seem to have a bit of a weak spot for him. Um, I thought Loftus Cheek was outstanding against Villa. And me and S, me and Esso again were messaging, um, and we were saying watching Loftus Cheek sort of dominating glide around like he was against Villa up until that last sort of period where Villa sort of took over. I thought, Christ, he's going to have a field day against us. Um, I sound really negative and I don't want to be negative because, you know, it could be a lot, lot worse, but it does just worry me a little bit. The, the game does. It worries me how quick it's come after Monday. I, th- I think the fact that some yeah. teams have had a seven day break and we've had a four and that's not me sort of mind of professional footballers, all the fantastic recovery facilities that they have and all that. I get all that and I've just come off a two week international break. But, you know, the fact that we haven't got Bolly, we were at the bed, but I looked at our bench, it's like... And just, most of your lads were away playing. Exactly, yeah. you know, to have four days between when, when when all the teams are getting like seven days, give up, if not more. Um, you know, I mean, do you play Sunday, you play Sunday or Monday, don't you? Uh, I think we play Sunday, mate. Yes, yeah, yeah. so you've got eight days. Yeah. You know, we've got four, it's bonkers. Um, yeah, listen... Monday it is, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Monday. Like nine day, yeah. nine day recovery. Yeah, yeah. What's got four? I mean, how does that stack up? It's bonkers, isn't it? No, it's madness, you know. So. Um, so yeah, so listen, it's a game that worries me a little bit. Following going to be bang up for it. You know, they'll be absolutely livid with themselves for throwing away that Villa game because at 65, 70 minutes, not a chance of Villa getting anything out of that game. Yeah, and, and they've literally just capitulated. So Sky Park or will be at them all game. If Moutinho is back, I do think he'll revert to a back three. 
Um, I do think he'll drop Dendonka in and go Dendonka Cody Sais. I do think that's the way he'll go. Um, but we'll we'll see. Going forward, I think we'll have opportunities because I think Fulham are susceptible going forward. Of course they are. You know, you have to look at what Villa did to them and I think teams create a chance again. So I think it'll be an open game. It just worries me about how clinical we are and, and, and whether we take our chances. Yeah. Um, a difficult one. It really is. I'd like to see Fabio Silva given a start. I really would. I think he's more than merited. He has to. He has to start. Oh, I'm man. smiling at If he doesn't start, <laughs> I know. it's something very, very good. You know, and it, it, I'd really like to see him be given a start. But whether or not he put Jose in for that little bit of physical presence off corners and free kicks and stuff like well, that to sort of go up against Mitrovic in essence, you know, because yeah. he's, a, he's a big lad and he, yeah. he's, he's there for that sort of reason. Though, fair, 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 Fabio Silva, you know, he, he defends every single corner and free kick and he wins his headers and stuff. So he's, he's not bad in that aspect, Fabio Silva. But for me, mate, it does again that, that worries me. That There is an element of me that I feel like I should be saying that because in reality, I feel like we should be, we should be superior to, to Fulham. But, um, I'm going to go one all. one all. I'm going to go one all. I'm going to go one all. Um, though there is a part of me that it, it just it just worries me a little bit. That I, I just yeah, it just worries me just just a little bit. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I agree with most everything you've said there. I, I think I think Fabio Silva will start. Yeah. Um, I think coming up against centre backs like uh, Tosin Adarabio and Anderson, it, you know that is a physical test. Yeah, sure. And um, they are big lads for one of a better word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, sure. um, but I don't see how you can start William William Jose because he's just been so he has adapted. Yeah, he's, no, he's, no, he's, yeah, he's not, not adapted, he's not adapted at all. It, it, it's you know it, it just hasn't hasn't worked out for him at all. Um, yeah. yeah, and whereas Fabio Silva, you know, he's chomped away at the bits, and every time he's come on, he's either scored, assisted, contributed, done something, yeah. and looked lively. Well, and for me, you know, he's more than warranted it. To I, be fair, I think Jimenez had an absolute field day against those two because yeah. Diagne is a lot less mobile than Jimenez, but yeah. he's every bit as physical. Yeah, um, he ran them ragged. He yeah. played forty-five minutes. That was his debut. Um, and as you said, Fulham are there to be got at, and yeah. they have these periods, and it happened against Albion when they capitulated in that second half. Yeah, yeah, they have these periods where they just look all at sea, and it's probably a similar confidence thing that we've spoken about with Albion, where they just have so much self doubt that they don't back themselves to get through those difficult periods. And they've got Ivan Cavallero as well. So when they've got ex Wolves <laughs> players, mind that always sort of runs shivers through my spine because we just have this horrible habit of conceding goals to ex players and things like that. And yeah, I mean, listen. In terms of the Jimenez thing, just touch on it quickly because it's important we, we go into the Albion game. But you know, easy back in training. Yeah. You know, it is non-content at the moment, but I think the building up to that. You know, there is a chance he could be knocking around the squad in the next couple of weeks potentially. Yeah, probably you know, back to the Albion game. Well, yeah, that is that three weeks away, give or take. Yeah, is it? Yeah. You know, I mean, that would be fantastic. But and obviously, can't rush it with the kind of injury that he had and things Absolutely. like that. But yeah. you know. Fingers crossed, he will be back in and around the squad, sort of thing, you know, very, very soon. But yeah, for me, it does worry me. Fulham are going to be bang up for it. They're going to be livid. I wanted to sort of set the record straight after the capitulation against at Villa. Um, I just hope that we're up for it enough and that we understand the importance of the game as well. Um, and I, I, it is one of those games where it could go anyway. I know it's, I know it's really yeah. obvious thing to say, but I could, if Wolves turn up, 
if they just go a little bit more solid than what they were on Monday night, but play the same with attacking intent than what they did, we could muller them. We could absolutely muller them. Or if we sit back and, 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 and invite pressure, let Mitrovic have his way against us. Well, he might he might not play. I know he's refound form a little bit recently, and he, he did play last time yeah. out. But Scott Parker's not been afraid to mm. drop Mitrovic. Yeah, yeah. Even in the championship, it's a bit of that Patrick Ewing um, hypothesis where you drop your best player and your results improve. Yeah, yeah, sure. And that's Patrick Ewing in the Knicks in the nineties. Yeah. Like, it does happen in sport uh-huh. that you know Fulham have dropped Mitrovic a lot. But as you say, if he, if that's one of the teams Mitrovic likes to play against, then it seems it, say, it seems to be it seems to be even against New, even Newcastle and stuff. But yeah. but yes, mate. Like I said, you know, it's one of those games that could genuinely go either way. Um, and I, I hate being someone that sits on the fence because it's it's so easy to do. But um, I, I, I am just going to go one all. Um, and, and, and think it'd be that kind of game. But it wouldn't surprise me. It could go any... And I think when you look at the odds on Friday night when the odds get released, I think that will be reflected in the odds. I think there'll be hardly anything in the odds because it'll be one of those where literally you ain't going to win much money betting on Wolves, Fulham or draw. Definitely. It's, it's going to be one of those. Well, it's a game between two... And I just, I just have to check the form guide there. It's a game between two teams who've got... Um, one win in the last six, six yeah. each. Mm. Wolves obviously haven't won in five. Fulham have got one win in the last six games, coming yeah. off the back of three losses in a row. It is, it's, a, it's a game between two teams who w- so haven't looked maybe as bad as the results they've been, they've sure. been getting. Wolves yeah. have looked okay compared yeah, yeah. to top earlier in the season, times earlier in the season. Yeah. And Fulham have looked very good by yeah. all accounts, but haven't been getting the results the last six games. <laughs> It, it it's getting to that point in the season where you just it's almost desperation you have to get sure. the points on the board and Wolves are nowhere near as desperate for those yeah, points yeah. as Fulham but it's definitely going to be two teams who are going to be looking to just right the wrongs of recent weeks yeah, yeah. and they'll see that as a game they can go into and they'll really want to win it as as goes a prediction I don't know I, I know it's, it's so it's hard, really it's, so hard isn't it? it really it's a tough is. game I and I do this quite a lot. I predict low scoring for Wolves, and I'm actually I'm a lot better at predicting Wolves games than I am Ali yeah, games. Are, yeah. um, Sandy, who'll definitely be listening, yeah. uh, made me laugh the other day. He caught up on the podcast, listened back to all the episodes. So listening to our uh, predictions, he knows what the <laughs> scores are, and he says he has a chuckle every time because we're always miles out. out. Yeah, every single time. Uh, but I'm actually going to go for a one nil Wolves win. Oh, okay, I okay. think Wolves will win that game, and I think I'll tell you they'll that. begrudgingly do us a favour. I cannot put into into words. If Albion were to get a result on Monday, which obviously happens after this, yeah. A Wolves win would do us the world. That's what I'm trying to say, game. mate. It's, it's yeah, it's huge, but. I mean, if, if Fulham win that game, then all of a sudden now being going to that game on Monday with massive, massive pressure. Yeah. Um, as if they weren't on. All yeah, yeah, sure, pressure. sure. But, so, yeah, you're going to go one all. I'm yeah. going to go one nil Wolves. And that kind of brings us to um, a chat about Albion, which is our last thing today. And we are playing on Monday night, as you said. We Well, it's actually the early evening. Monday. Oh, okay. a horrible kickoff. By oh, the oh, it's it. Oh, it's no, five, no, six, six, six o'clock. Lots of people back in the time it's on. Imagine if the fans were there and they were trying to get to the well, ground. They, were, they wouldn't do they'll, soon, they'll drop it for next season. Yeah. Right, man, so. But, um, so we play six o'clock against Southampton. I think, I think I'm right in saying our other game against Southampton was... Maybe on a Monday. Do you know what? That rings a bell. That yeah, does. It does. It might yeah. be a Sunday, but I think yeah. it was Monday. And we lost um, 2 0, I believe it was. And we, yeah. we just didn't turn up at all. One of our really, really poor performances earlier in the season. Um, I, I might just be 
getting a bit carried away. But I do think we go into this game mm-hmm. as marginal favourites off the back of that performance against Chelsea. Obviously, Southampton came back from 2-0 down to win against Burnley. And like that's no mean feat. Yeah. They are a difficult team to break down. And they did it three times um, when, once they went 2-0 down. They'll be coming into this with a lot of confidence as well. Yeah. However, their form over the last 15 or so games has really fallen off a cliff. I think they've won something like, other than the cup game against Wolves, they've won two of their last... Yeah, 14 games it's really really poor um, I think if we can keep the same 11 we obviously Conor Gallagher can play he couldn't in the last game in fact I'm saying if we can keep the same 11 we won't keep the same 11 if Darrow shows yeah, sure. out Conor Gallagher's back we'll go back to a 4-3-3 yeah. um, but what I would like to see is maybe Callum Robinson included for Matty Phillips yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen because Allardyce really does like Matty Phillips but I'd certainly like to see um, Callum Robertson coming off the bench sooner than Hal robson Carnu or indeed Robert Snodgrass yeah. um, whenever we do go to make changes in that game. I think revert back to the 4-3-3. I think just try and move the ball with a bit of intensity, the same way we did against Chelsea. Press high. That doesn't happen by accident. That's clearly yeah. something they've been working on. Keep that for the next game. Press high. Win the ball back. Put some pressure on. They are a very talented side technically. Yeah. Put some pressure on them. Chelsea are a good side technically. Yeah, 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 sure. If you press teams high, you can create chances. Two of our goals came from it at the weekend. Um, and the red card came from it at the weekend. If you press high, you can cause real, real trouble. And I think if we do that, if we play with the same intensity, the same intent and the same um, level of confidence that we did against Chelsea, I can't see why we don't win this game. Yeah. So I'm going to go for a 2-1 Albion. Okay. A nervy 2-1 Albion. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, JB? Yeah, very similar. I, th- I think, I think again, it's one of those, those games where it could go either way. It really do. I'm, I'm just looking, actually. I know the bookmakers' odds are there to be got at, but... I'm just looking at what 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 at the moment the, the bookies are saying, and it's really interesting because that they're, they're sort of very similar to what we're what saying what we are. I mean, Southampton are heavier favourites. Southampton twenty three to twenty, the Jaws twenty three to ten, and West Brom are twelve to five. So there's not a huge amount in it. Yeah, you're not going to marginal favourites. Marginal favourites. You're not you're not going to get much money on that, and it's very similar with the Wolves as well. When I touched on the Wolves, you know, Wolves are Wolves are twenty nine to Wolves are twenty one to ten. Fulham, well, Fulham are favourites. Fulham are 29 to 20, Wolves 21 to 10, draw 2 wow. to 1. So Fulham are favourites. Um, which says a lot, really. Um, difficult one, I think. No, I think there's value in back in Albion. 5 to 2. Yeah. I think there is value there. I, um, I think. I've been stung before. Yeah, yeah. Just, Albion, just, just a little bit, mate. I took one woman on the horses recently <laughs> in football. But um, for me, mate, again, in various minutes of the Wolves, Albion, uh, sorry, the Wolves. Fulham game, I think it could really go either way. Any result wouldn't surprise me. If Southampton won, it would not shock me. If Albion won, it wouldn't shock me. If it was a draw, it wouldn't shock me. It's one of those games and go either yeah. way. I just think Albion have got some momentum. I think the Chelsea game would have done them wonders. Yeah. Likewise, I can't discount the fact that Southampton coming back from 2-0 to Absolutely. win 3-2 will have done them they wonders. They that as well. They, they, they sort of sleepwalking to a relegation I'm battle. at the point now where I think there's teams that are going to be wanting games more than others. That's what worries me a little bit about the Wolves-Fulham game. Yeah. Are Fulham going to want it more than us? They shouldn't because we're not at the mire, right? Yeah. We laugh about it and we have a joke and yeah, stuff, yeah, and the, yeah. but we're not at the mire, okay? But there's going to be teams that want it more. 
And I just think Albion are going to want it that little bit more and they're going to have a hell of a lot of confidence in coming in from, from what's just gone on. So I'm going to mirror your prediction and go 2-1 Albion. Fantastic. I mean, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I hope I'm sat here talking about two wins next week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not yes. because I'm normally in the habit of talking about Wolves wanting, yeah. me wanting Wolves to win, but it really would yeah, be yeah. a favour. Yeah, definitely. And of course, Newcastle play Burnley, so Burnley would get a result. Yeah. But we play after all of this, so we could be if both of those teams win, we could essentially be out of it yeah, by, sure. by the time we play. But, you know, that's football. I wish they all kicked off three o'clock on a Saturday. Oh, no, mate. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's in a way as well that it can give teams advantages in ways by yeah, having well, yeah. Especially teams. with recovery time. Yeah. And, you know, I, I can't see them getting away with it for two so we're unfortunately, as we all know, TV yeah. dictates or whatever. So, of course. But I have. Hopefully, we're coming to the end of the, the COVID tunnel yes. anyway. And, Fingers crossed. Yeah, there's a bit of light at the end of it. Yeah. So just a quick reminder, again, if you have enjoyed today's episode to please leave a review wherever you do listen to your podcasts, uh, leave us a rating. And if you want to write anything about the podcast or maybe tell us a story about the first time you went to an Albion game or a Wolves game, or if you're not an Albion fan or a Wolves fan, I know we have Newcastle fans that listen. Um, I know we have fans from a lot of different clubs, um, which we really, really do appreciate. Just when you want to leave us a review, give us a rating and then tell us about your first ever game. Tell us about the first time you went to watch your football team play. That does just about do us though. JB, thank you as ever for joining me. Pleasure. Your, your company has been lovely yeah, as always. And thank you again for listening. This has been the Black Country Ramble. We'll catch you next time. Thank you.